As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Breaking news from The Athletic. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books, and Nicole Auerbach. That's an interesting intro because... George Klyovkov, the former head of MGM Resorts, is now the commissioner of the Pac-12. Yes, it is. And we talked about sports betting with the new commissioner for a good portion of his press conference. So we are in a different world now with this new commissioner uh, who we are all going to have to get used to spelling and pronouncing his name because a lot of us did not know him. No. And and now he has worked in the space before it's you know, this is everybody saw that this is not someone who is familiar to most people in college sports and said oh it's another Larry Scott hire uh, Larry Scott the former commissioner was hired out of the Women's Tennis Association where he was the commissioner this is a little bit different because uh, Klyavkov has worked at NBC he's worked at M- MLB advanced media which these are all companies that would kind of help you so the the MGM thing is live events. NBC is television. MLB advanced media is digital media. These are all companies and and experiences that would help you be a conference commissioner in 2021. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's a big focus with the media rights negotiations that are coming up and wanting someone who has a lot of experience there. He brought up about his experience, both with media rights negotiations in the past, but also specifically this shift from linear TV to digital and streaming. He worked for Hulu. Like this is exactly the background. If you're looking at, Hey, we have a really important contract coming up and we need to make sure that we are bringing in a good amount of revenue to power all of our sports that we need to get better like football. And as our colleague, Stuart Mandel called it a mic drop moment at the end of the press conference, Clearly, he's been watching what's been going on in the Pac-12 and and has been briefed on how to message this correctly because he said, we know where our bread is buttered. We know we have to win in men's basketball and football, the the revenue sports. That is what the athletic directors in the Pac-12 have been dying to hear from the conference office. So whether that's actually going to happen or not is another story, but but at least he understands that. And you're right, you know, the, the TV deal that is coming up really incumbent upon some football success here in the near future to help them make a little bit more in that deal. But, you know, it's interesting because 
everybody says, oh, you got to close the gap with the SEC and the Big Ten. I, I, I think you need to understand that you're never going to close the gap with the SEC and the Big Ten because in the you're, you, you aren't going to make Cal and Oregon State fans care as much as Ole Miss or Arkansas or Purdue or Indiana fans. It's just, it's not going to work like that. But you can do better. You can do a lot better. And obviously, like, the commissioner can't say, hey, USC, like, you're going to be better at football. You can't just overnight make that happen. But I think you already saw the correct framing of this stuff. You, You mentioned that he was clearly paying attention, was clearly prepared. I mean, just admitting that this is where the bread is buttered is significant, right? Instead of just saying we're the conference of champions, we care so much about our Olympic sports and downplaying failures to reach the college football playoff in other sports. He said that that was the weakness, that they haven't won a national championship in football, men's basketball in so long. I think that's just refreshing to hear because you just need someone who understands that and is not afraid to say it instead of trying to spin everything all the time. And I think that was one of the main takeaways because I think he 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 was very impressive in his first meeting with us and said all the right things. As you mentioned, I'm sure a lot of these athletic directors and coaches will be happy to hear them. But I think the bigger thing is to try to actually do it. And he mentioned some specific things about football. He's going to lead the push to expand the playoff so that it helps the pack. Something Larry Scott didn't do until the very way too end. little too late. Yeah, until the very end. I'm going to be writing about that, so you can read that on The Athletic. And also, he's talking about non-conference scheduling. He's talking about tangible things that will help this league from a football standpoint. So it's day one. I mean, he's actually technically doesn't start till July, but he's already thinking about these things that actually make a difference. Non-conference scheduling is how basketball rose, right? You have to Mm -hmm. think about this stuff strategically. And he talked about recruiting. He talked about different ways of investment. And as we mentioned, the big question overall is just money, which always helps. And the Pac-12 network, all that's connected. But it was just really nice to hear tangible examples of areas to grow. I think that will be music to a lot of the coaches' ears, just that you have a commissioner speaking their language of scheduling. So the Pac-12 network is another big topic of discussion. And this was one that Larry Scott, this was his baby. He took a huge risk in the conferences owning it outright. You know, the the Big Ten partnered with Fox, the SEC partnered with ESPN, the ACC partnered with ESPN. The Pac-12 owned its own network and it was a complete disaster. What do you think happens to that with this next round of, of rights deals? It's a really good question. And I, I don't know that I can predict that or you can predict that. We could certainly toss things out. But I think even understanding, you know, the role of Amazon in live streaming events or Facebook or all of these tech companies, I don't think we fully understand, A, what's possible, and B, how willing some of these conferences or college sports officials are to get into those spaces, right? Because it is just totally a different um you know, kind of consumer experience and habits that need to be changed. So it's really hard to predict, but you are talking about someone, as you mentioned, he's got experience in all of these digital places, including Hulu. So maybe there's going to be more creativity there. But he did, again, it was just refreshing to hear someone say like, hey, our distribution is really low. Like this is a problem yeah. where you just had so much spin for so long about downplaying the weaknesses in the Pac-12 and their conference office that even if you are going to invest a bunch of effort into that or you're going to abandon it, 
it was still refreshing to acknowledge that it wasn't working the way that you wanted it to work when you started it. I'm going to throw a little cold water and say Larry Scott also came in talking tough about how they were kind of a mom and pop shop beforehand and and they didn't maximize their revenue. So it's a, this is not a new concept for well, a new Pac-12 commissioner. Andy, they told us that this was a new model of commissioners, which I thought was very <laughs> funny because they literally hired a someone with this type of experience before and the Big 10 hired someone with you know, this type of experience, right. but it, it's not new. And the, the, the issue that people have had with it is certainly Larry and his relationships with people on the different campuses, but also just like catching up to speed on all of these issues. There's just landmines you have to navigate, but it's not new. It's not new. To your point, we just went through this. This is probably very similar to the way that Larry Scott started his tenure and the focus on where you needed to grow. So George Klyavkov, you mentioned will need to have a better relationship with the campuses. It sounds like he's definitely been briefed on that and, and is willing to do it. And that, that's great. I mean, uh, it, it feels like they listened, which I think is, is something that, you know, if you've talked to Pac-12 athletic directors and coaches over the years, it never felt like the league office was listening. So it feels like somebody was paying attention, at least from this initial burst of news. We'll see if that continues as he settles into the office, but that's that feels like a good sign already. I agree. I think that's the perfect way to put it. They're listening. They're acknowledging stuff. They're calling the issues issues. This is a big step for the Pac-12. You have to identify the problems before you can fix them, and they're identifying them. So I think if you're a coach, if you're an athletic director, you heard a lot of the things you want to hear. He's going to be coming to your campus to get to know you. And I think you've got to be pretty optimistic, but it's always easy to be optimistic on day one. So we'll see what happens day two and beyond. It, it, it feels like the, the, the scene in, in the classic movie PCU where, where Jeremy Piven's character looks at the, the freshman and says, you're a freshman, find a thousand people. It's basically they're, they're looking at him going, you have experience with all these different digital media formats. Find us bajillions of dollars in our next media rights deal. Go. Yeah, this is why we didn't get hired. Because people can't Dang. say that to us, you know? I don't think I could make them bajillions of dollars. I really don't. No, we would have, if you wanted to pay us, we could try, but I think that's that's part of the reason. But you're right. I mean, again, this is day one. We're going to have to see what he can do, if he can make a bazillion dollars, if he can fix football. But I think just acknowledging the things that need to be fixed, acknowledging that Pac-12 Networks isn't going the way that it was hopefully going to go. Yep. All of that stuff is still progress. And so it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes and what he's able to do. The first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. And the Pac-12 has taken the first step. We'll see how it goes from here. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics Headlines section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google Assistant to play news from The Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to join for just $3.99 per month.